There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. Because I'm unconditionally loved by God and that harvest, I come to God as I am. Through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet. In Jesus' name, I want you to stay standing. Go to Matthew chapter 24, verse number 10. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 10. Somebody say, that's the way love goes. Fifty shades of what? Love, learn, love better. Say love, learn, love better. Matthew 24, 10. And then many will be offended. Now, now, Jesus says later on in time, uh, as time progresses, he says, a lot of folk going to be offended. Then he says, many will betray one another and even hate one another. Verse 11, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, watch this part, the love of many will do what? Grow cold. Jesus said, watch this, as time progresses. He says things should improve because knowledge improves. Things should get better because we've got access to be better. But he says the truth be told, as time progresses, a lot of folk are going to get offended. They're going to betray one another. They won't be loyal to one another. They'll backstab one another. They'll cheat on one another. It'll go down in the DM with one another. And he said that many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, he said, folk going to be acting crazy. And he said, because of how crazy folks are going to act, the love of many people is going to grow cold. Do me a favor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Jesus said it. That's just the way love goes. He said, but for you and I, it can improve. No, watch this. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said the natural bend is going to be for love to grow cold, which means we're going to have to forcibly fight against our love growing cold so that we can love better. Somebody say learn, love, love better. Father, speak to us now in this place that we will move and walk in what you have ordained. Give us the ability to look at how we've loved in the past, learn from it, and then love better. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, how five, two or three people say, that's just the way love goes. That's the way love goes. That's the way love goes. 
Uh, we began this year with one resolution, church. You should know it by now because I've been saying it every message this year. That is to resolve to evolve because nothing will be better this year unless we are. And I've been announcing to you, it is evolution time in your life, which means it is time to advance, time to grow, time to rise up, time to progress, time to expand, time to unfold, time to transform and go through a process of continuous change from a lesser state to a greater state. Somebody say, I'm evolving. In this series, 50 Shades of What, we're going to evolve our love by examining how we've loved in the past, then learn from it, then love better. Say love, learn, love better. Now, in the evolution process, church, things don't always seem clear. Things aren't always black or right, up, down, left or right. Things don't even sometimes appear to be gray. That is a mixture of black and white. Sometimes things can seem like what, especially when it comes to love. But love is super important because John 13, 34 through 35 says that what proves we're Christians is not how many scriptures we know. It's not how much uh, we can speak in tongue, although we should. It's not how much uh, we shout, although we should. It's not how much we clap, although we should. What proves we're Christians is how we love one another. Touch your neighbor, say, show me some love. And I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of folks saying they love me, but don't show me that they love me. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what you're going to do, but I don't see what you're going to do. When somebody holler, that's the way love goes. Now, Matthew 24, 10, Jesus says that as time progresses, folk are going to be offended easily. It's amazing now how people can be your BFF on Monday and be offended by something you didn't say. And then now they drop you on Tuesday. I don't know about you, but I'm so sick of disloyal people that can't. Okay. Don't just want to be with me on top of the mountain. I need some folk to roll with me while I'm in a valley. Watch this now. He said people will be offended easily. They betray one another. It's amazing because folks will betray you for something that looks halfway better now. They'll betray you for something that gives them $2 more now. It don't even take much for folks to betray you now. If they think you're going to quit them, they'll preemptively quit you because they just don't want to be the one that got quit on. Then he said they'd also hate one another. That means they'd have a stronger version to one another and that love would grow cold. And can we be honest, church? That's where many folk are today is that we're going around, we're walking, we're talking, we're going through the motions, but our love has grown cold. We are so guarded, we are so protected, and we call it wisdom. And the reality is a lot of it is just worry that's concealed under the guise of wisdom because it's not wisdom. You're going around trying to hurt folk before folk hurt you. You won't even touch your neighbor because you're scared to love somebody. You won't even look at your neighbor because you're so cold and you're so mad and you're so angry. Well, I got good news for you. God's been too good to me and he's been too good to your neighbor to just sit there cold. No, this is the day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice and be made glad in it. I got a reason to love. Why? Because he first loved me and the least I could do is give it to you. Touch my neighbor and say, that's the least you could do. Well, watch this, watch this. Now, now, the message translation of those same verses says that people's love would be a heap of ashes. Watch this, church. Meaning it would be burned down from disappointing and hurtful experiences from the past. You missed it. It'd be burned down. Does your name say burned down? You used to be very loving to everybody. Until you met Ike. You used to love everybody until you, watch this, met your Judas. You used to love everybody until, y'all not saying nothing. You used to be the model example of what love looked like 
until your love was burned down but I'm here to speak it into somebody's life that your love is returning like it's never been before what was had to die so you can evolve and love better touch your neighbor say the way I used to love had to die so I could evolve and love better but so what in the world do you mean see watch this maybe it was burned down because it wasn't built properly See, if the truth be told, often our love issues don't come from who we love, but how we love who we love. I'm going to say it again. Uh, truth, truthfully, a lot of our love issues don't come from who we love, but it comes from how we love who we love. And how we love is often based on misunderstandings about love. And we don't understand that that's the way. If you didn't have the same issue with everybody over the last 10 years... I ain't tell you something. The issue ain't who you love him. It's how you love who you love. And you ought to stop crying about it because as of today, you just stepped over into loving better. No, I need some folk that you didn't have some issues with love. Love in your family, love in your relationships, love with your mama, love with your cousins. Today, it is evolution time. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm about to love better now. So here's the first point. Here's one of the misunderstandings we have about love. We don't understand this. Watch this. We think love is easy. And if it don't feel good, it ain't love. No, love is a contact sport with God, people, and yourself. Let me say it again. It's a contact sport with God, people, and yourself. Now, what, what do you mean? I, I hope you don't mind. I use Janet Jackson's song title uh, to help me preach this message. She's got a line in that song that says, like a moth to a flame. Burned by the fire. My love is blind. Can't you see my desire? Here's what Janet was essentially trying to say. Love is a contact sport, meaning you're going to take some hits. But that's just the way love goes. Okay, I wish I had a church here. See, you keep thinking love is supposed to be easy. Love is supposed to be painless. Love is supposed to be happy, happy, joy, joy, tiptoeing through the tulips and walking through the roses. But even roses have thorns. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. Okay, well, what's this? What's this? Say, love is a contact sport. Now, it's, it's a contact sport with God, with people, and yourself. Meaning, you're going to take some hits. Listen to me, church. Listen to me, church. I'm going to set your neighbor free. Everybody will disappoint you in some way at some time. And every human will eventually hurt you in some way at some time because they're humans. Watch this. Just like you've hurt somebody and disappointed somebody, and that's the way love goes. I can't believe so and so did such and such. You done done some stuff to some people. See, where the honest folk at at the 915 that can say, truth be told, I done hurt some people. I done disappointed some people. I ran away from some people. I lied to some people. But thanks be to God that I, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away and all things are made new. You keep engaging in love and don't want to take no hits. That's getting out on the football field and being mad that because you got the ball, they're trying to chase you. And watch this, watch this. We learned last Sunday that what love looks like halfway through, by the end of the game, the second half can have a change. Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing. See, 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 they were rising up in the first half of the game. 
but they didn't account that there was somebody that had uh, uh, have the ability to evolve in the second half of the game. And See, you keep thinking that it should feel the same way it felt at day one. Not realizing as they evolve, you got to evolve. The game has to evolve. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be hurt. That's the way. Now, watch this. Here's your choice. Here's your choice. I'm just so hurt over what my cousin did. You knew your cousin was a lie. That's your fault. Watch this. You can either learn from it or burn from it. Either way, that's the way love goes. Now, watch this. Watch this. Well, Bishop, what am I supposed to learn? When you learn from it, you're going to finally learn how to determine who's worth it. Because you're going to be disappointed by everybody. You're going to be hurt by everybody. But everybody ain't worth the disappointment and the hurt. Y'all not saying nothing. See, it's some folk you'll say, you know what? You played good enough for me that, that, that you worth a little disappointment and hurt. But other folk, you got to say, you know what? God may not be done with you, but I am. Touch your neighbor and say, that's the way love goes. Everybody ain't worth all that. I'm going to help you with that in just a minute. I'm going to help you with that. Touch your neighbor and say, we're going to be helped. Your neighbor didn't say it. Touch that other neighbor. I know Finna's a southern word. Just say it. Say, we're going to be helped. No, no, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> Sometimes you'll even feel like God has hurt or disappointed you. Let's be honest. Sometimes you'll be like, God, why aren't you doing this? God, why did you do this? Now, the truth is, is that emotion or feeling is wrong. Not realizing we're in a contact sport. <laughs> Meaning even with God, sometimes you're going to take on emotions and feelings that aren't true. God, you didn't get me through this. God, you didn't do this. And God says, you're still breathing, ain't you? You still got breath in your body, don't you? Your legs still work, don't they? Your arms still work, don't they? You didn't lose your mind. What do you mean I didn't get you through that? That's why in the old church they used to say, if it had not been for the Lord, that was, oh my, I don't even know where I'd be. But anybody that can testify to that, that say, God got me through it. But let's just be honest. We all have emotions sometimes that will make us think that even God has hurt us or disappointed us. And you'll call yourself giving God an attitude. I'm not praying today. I'm not going to church today. I'm going to stream it, although I live across the street. Call yourself giving an attitude because watch this. You didn't understand that's the way love goes. Just because you didn't understand why he did it that way doesn't mean that he stopped loving you in that situation. Did you hear what I just said? Just because you didn't understand why he didn't cut them and you wanted him to cut them. I'm a living witness. There's some folk, I, can I just tell, I'm going to tell the truth. There's some folk, I said, God, why are they still breathing? Now, I expected to open up the obituaries this morning and see their name. I, okay, don't look at me like that with that judgmental tone of face like you pontificate, like you ain't had some folk, you ain't wanted the Lord to help out. No, help out. <laughs> Watch this. But you'll even disappoint and hurt yourself. Bishop, how do I know that I'm in a place where I've hurt and disappointed myself? Because you don't like being around you. How do I know I don't like being around me? You always need a crowd around you. You know you like being around you when you by yourself and you good. You ain't looking at the phone. 
You ain't trying to check Instagram. You ain't trying to check Twitter. You ain't trying to check Facebook. You're like, man, they can keep all them faces on that book. I'm good. Watch this, watch this. That's why last week I gave you three steps to start forgiving yourself. Next was to spend time with yourself and then to speak life to yourself to evolve your as because you can only love God and people how you love yourself. See, it's a mathematical equation. Love, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, watch this, which means I can only give to others, including God, what I give to myself. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. You see things as you are, not as they really are. Which means when it comes to love, if you don't love you, you will always see yourself being victimized by other people. Watch this. If when you have low self-esteem, you'll always find it in other people. When you got jealousy issues, you'll always find it in other people. When you got rejection issues, you'll always find it in other people. You keep saying, why do I keep running into these people? Because watch this. You see things as you are, not as they really are. You keep attracting to you what you are. Which is why last week's message was so important. Touch your neighbor and say, you need that one. Because see, love starts there. I can, only, I can only give to others what I give to myself. Now, now look at this, church. Look, look at this. Uh, uh, so first thing we need to say, love is not easy. <laughs> it's a contact sport. Say, I'm going to take some hits. Okay? You can learn from it or burn from it. Why are you still mad at your ex from 89? Bishop, how do you know? Because you keep dating the same type of person. You keep trying to have a do-over with somebody that's done something else. It's quiet up in the church. And when I say love, I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about all relationship types. I hear what I'm saying. So this is to my second point. Just two points today. Uh, here's another misunderstanding we have about love. Well, Bishop, love is just a complicated emotion. It's just a complicated feeling. No, it ain't. Love is a decision, watch this, that you keep deciding to decide. Mm -hmm. I said it like that. Love is a decision that you keep deciding to decide. Say, it's a decision I keep deciding to decide. I need y'all to talk to me like an army. Say, it's a decision that I keep deciding to decide. Us this Colossians 3:14 teaches us that love is a decision. It's not an emotion, nor it is a feeling, because we put it on. I want you to read this verse. One, two, ready, read. Now watch this. He says, above everything else, this is what you need to do. Do what? Put on love. Say, put it on. Say, put it on. Here's the issue: when you were disappointed or hurt, you took it off. It's quiet in the church. When you were disappointed or hurt by yourself, by others, or even uh, the false ideology that you were hurt by God, you took it off. Which means this. Watch this. It isn't enough to just say it. Don't say it just to say it. Okay, watch this. I don't know about you, but I'd have folks tell me that. So I had to create these different versions of that. Because I had to realize sometimes when people say they loved me, what they meant is they loved what I do when I preach. <laughs> they loved what I did for them. It wasn't me they loved. It was what I did that they loved. I says, how do you know, Bishop? Because when you check the actions, the actions don't match the confession. We're about to go there. You ever had somebody tell you they love you? And then you look at what they do and you're like, Jesus. And then here's, watch this, here's crazy stuff we'll say. You're describing me crazy, I love you. 
you just drive me up the wall? We have some problems. There's trouble, trouble in the neighborhood. Well, I said, say that's the way love goes. I said, especially church folk, don't say it just to say it unless you plan on showing it. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hit the nitty gritty. Touch your neighbor and say, we're about to go there. We're going to hit the nitty gritty of love because watch this, watch this. There's some Hebrew words for love found in what we call our Old Testament. The first is Ahab, A-H-A-B. It means spontaneous demonstrations of love. Spontaneous demonstrations of love. Say, say, say spontaneous demonstrations. Now watch this. For everybody, let me just talk to the single ladies for a minute who always talk about, I just want a spontaneous man. You mean a man that doesn't plan. Which means you, what you're saying is you probably want a man with bad credit too. No, because he didn't plan to pay the bills because you wanted him to be spontaneous. So because you wanted spontaneity, wasn't nobody looking at for how stuff was going to get done. I'd be spontaneous and send you some flowers. That's spontaneity. But we can't just be taking months off and, and expecting to come back to a house and a car. Okay. Now, I know that's kind of wild of an example. What I'm saying is spontaneous demonstrations, which means, watch this, love demonstrates without having to be asked. What do you do for the people you say you love where you don't have to be asked? All right, watch this. The second Hebrew word for love is hased, H-E-S-E-D. It means a deliberate choice of affection and kindness. Here, you know what deliberate choice implies? I want to cuss you. And you may be deserving of a cussing. Don't look at me 915 like you don't know what I mean when I say a cussing. In your past, have you ever utilized profanity? Come on, church. In your past, I know you haven't done that in the last 17 years. But love says, I'm deliberately true. You know what deliberately means? You remember Lion King when Mufasa said, you deliberately disobeyed me. He meant you knew I said not to do it, but you did it anyhow. See, love says, I know I don't want to be nice to you now. I know I don't want to be kind to you now, but I'm deliberately choosing to do it even though I know I don't want to do it. And when I do it, I don't tell you I don't want to do it. I just do it and the choice happened in me. Right? Third Hebrew word found in our Old Testament for love is raham, R-A-H-A-M. It means to have compassion and brotherly love. Now, brotherly love is significant. I've told you this before because when, when brothers fight, they may fight and then after all that, they go eat. Sisters, when sisters fight, sisters will hold grudges for, for decades Sisters will be mad because Jimmy took her to the prom and he was supposed to take the other one. And she still got that prom just in her closet and she like, I was supposed to go with Jimmy. But see, because you always taking other people's stuff and that's the problem. Stay out of my bathroom. Leave my comb alone. Now, it's a generalization. I know everybody's not like this. It's a generalization. So why does the scripture emphasize brotherly love? Because it emphasizes the difference in the dynamic of how the relationship works. See, brothers can fight and get over it. Sisters, typically, generally speaking, they fight and hold on to it. So the Bible says, watch this, even in a disagreement, let it go. It's quiet in the church. 
And let's just be honest, a lot of the love issues we face with people, whether it's family, romantic, whatever, a lot of the love issues we face with people is because truth be told, we moved on, but we never let it go. I'm going to say that again. We moved on, but we never let it go. Right, so that happened Friday night, and you moved on into Saturday because you didn't have a choice but to move on because time keeps clicking. But truth be told, that attitude you have is still indicative that you moved on, but you didn't let it go. Stop talking about I've moved on. Moving on only means you move with time. Letting go is what you need to do. Touch your neighbor and say, let it go. You really going to have an attitude because they ate your Fruit Loops? And you work 70 hours a week and all you wanted to do was come home to a nice bowl of cereal and you couldn't even do that? It's quiet in the church. All right, so those are, those are some Hebrew words from our Old Testament. Here's some Greek words. The primary Greek words for love found in our New Testament versus eros, which means a longing for. E-R-O-S. A longing for, which means even when I'm mad at them, I miss them. Even when I'm mad, it's heaven, hell, and earth put together. You on your way back? All right. Second word is storage, S-T-O-R-G-E. That means affection. Last week, we talked about five love languages. I encourage you to go back and get that message. It means affection. It means, well, I says when there's love, it means I show affection. So watch this. For everybody who says, I'm just not an affectionate type of person, what you're really saying is, I'm just not a person that loves. I like strongly. I says the facts. Somebody say facts. I says somebody say facts. You or somebody say facts. Yeah, really? Okay, now, church. Everybody say facts. facts. See, I love you, so I was patient with you. Third, third Greek word is philia. P-H-I-L-I-A. It's, it's, it's why Philadelphia is called the city of brotherly love. Okay, it comes from this root word. It means, watch this, loyal. Now, a preacher wrote a song about how certain folk ain't loyal. <laughs> Somebody say, a preacher wrote a song. I say it's preaching because part, part of it you know, talks about how loyalty has changed. It's quiet, church. You remember when people's word meant something? If they told you they're going to be there at 5, that meant they're going to be there at 450. Now they tell you be there at five. You'll be like, I'll see you next Wednesday. Watch this. We've lowered our expectations so low that we don't even have anticipation of you being loyal. We, we pre-expect your disloyalty. And we'll say stuff like, you're probably just going to do like everybody else has done me. Say loyalty. See, loyalty means, watch this. My word is my bond. Loyalty means I'm with you. And that's the end of the discussion. <laughs> Loyalty means I'm with you. And that's the end of the discussion. Say that's loyalty. Loyalty is not I'm, I'm with you if. Now, watch this. For all of those who abuse loyalty, that doesn't mean you get the well, you're supposed to love me, and so I just knack the fool and you're supposed to be, you don't love me, you ain't loyal to me. No, watch this. I love me better than that. And because I love me better than that, you don't get to abuse my loyalty. You ain't gonna step on me like I'm a doormat. 
sucker, please. Whoops. No, do we have anybody in here where you a witness that you are a loyal person and sometimes people stepped on your loyalty and they abuse it and they say, you don't love me, you ain't loyal. No, I love you as I love myself and I wouldn't treat me that way so you ain't gonna treat me that way. I ain't gonna let you treat me worse than I treat myself. Yeah. You ain't gonna treat me worse than I treat me. Who I look like? Where they do that? Well, you're going to treat me less than I treat myself, then that means one of us ain't necessary. That's in, it. That's in your family. That's in your friends. That's in romantic relationships. You ain't going to treat me worse than I treat myself and talk about, well, you're supposed to be loyal. I'm loyal to me. So that don't mean you get to abuse it. It's quiet, church. Okay? I, I, say, I say it like this. That I'm, say loyal. See, I'm loyal. That's good. I was talking about me, though. Um, <laughs> so, I'm, so I had this saying. Well, look, you tell me the truth. I'll help you lie to them. Now, you don't leave me in the dark. Listen, I do whatever we got to do in the back. Fix up whatever we got to fix up. And we'll go out as united front. See, loyalty says, look. Now, when we get in this uh, room, we're going to have some strong conversation. As far as out here, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Praise the Lord, church. Ain't God good? It ain't being fake. It's called being loyal. Let me prove it to you. Parents, you've been, treat, you've been teaching your children to do this since they were real small parents. And parents, you were taught to do this by your parents. Let me prove it to you. They pinch you. And they say, you better not cry. Smile. It wasn't even a pinch, it was a pinch. Stop that. Stop. <laughs> their loyalty to you made them change their outward emotion even when they wanted to be mad at you. You ain't loyal to me if you show your displeasure with me in front of other people. All right. I, last word, last Greek word, then we're almost done, we're almost done, is agape. This is the word Christians talk a lot about, agape. Agape just simply means unconditional love. Unconditional love. And, and next week, you don't want to miss next week because I'm going to teach you uh, how to love uh, other people. In fact, we're gonna, I'm going to call it open heart surgery. Did you to love other people? But okay, so uh, unconditional love because sometimes that's misunderstood. Now, 1 John 3.18 teaches us that love is a verb. Say love is a verb. And in 1 Corinthians 13, which means it's a what? action which means love is not just a noun something i say love is a verb something i do first corinthians 13 says love is defined by what its actions are and here's the reality we need to define those actions because you cannot do what you first don't define and this is why a lot of us get mixed up with love is because we've never defined it so we don't know how to do it we do what was done to us and often what was done to us uh uh, was a bunch of foolishness, a bunch of misunderstandings, miscategorizations, etc. So if we were to look at everything the Apostle Paul described love in 1 Corinthians 13, I'm not going to read it, I'm just going to summarize it for you. First thing he says is love is patient. Say patient. Which means love says, I keep deciding you even when you're taking too long. It's quiet. It's super quiet. Say patience. 
See, patience isn't just waiting. Patience is the attitude you have when you wait. Patience isn't just the attitude you have when you wait. Patience, watch this, is what you do when you're waiting. Okay, next thing about love uh, from 1 Corinthians 13, love serves. So love is always trying to figure out what can I do to serve you. For most of us, love is, well, what you doing for me? When Paul says love is, what can I do for you? Doesn't anybody say, what can I do for you? Here's the next thing about love. Love doesn't gossip. So love doesn't talk to you and then get on the phone after they leave from with you, child. I'm just telling you so you can pray. No, you're a gossip, which means you hate them. All right, watch this, watch this, uh, watch this. Love doesn't say things that don't build up. Does your neighbor say reverse it? Say, you got to reverse it. Do it with me, church. Do it like this. They got to reverse it. Reverse it. See, here's what happens when we get mad at people. We want to shoot. Shoot first, ask questions later. And then while their bloody corpse is on the floor. Now, what were you trying to say? <laughs> Dead people can't talk. If they are, you got another problem on your hands. So check it out. Here, here, here's what Paul says. Paul says, Paul says that we, should say thing, we shouldn't say things that don't build up. So watch this. Here, here, here's, here's what we sometimes do. Is we'd be like, you just don't have what it takes. You just get on my nerves. That doesn't really build them up. <laughs> Maybe true. Doesn't really build them up. Here's what love says. Love says there's definitely some areas for improvement. And I believe once that improvement happens, some of the friction will cease. That's why it's patient, because it took me a few extra minutes to reverse it. Because I didn't want to say it that way. I wanted to say it. You okay? It's quiet, church. All right, watch this. Love compliments. Give your neighbor a compliment. That's why I have you do that. Give your neighbor a compliment. Say something nice to him. You like their shoes, like the outfit, like the hair. Their weave is sewn in real well. Whatever it is, their bald head is nice and crisp all right love compliments and think about it it doesn't just compliment but love can also receive compliments see watch this let me tell you when you got an issue loving yourself somebody gives you a compliment oh no let's just be honest though no, i ain't gonna you put your hand up when people give you a compliment oh these old shoes oh this ain't nothing no somebody give you a compliment and say thank you <laughs> and let me give you one back i received that See, you think it's being humble, watch this, uh, to not receive compliments, and it's not. It's the opposite. It's a revealer that you don't love you. Okay, watch this. I'm just giving you what Paul said. Love doesn't get jealous. Either way. Which means, what's this? Love says, I want you to do well. I'm not jealous of you doing well. You just got a promotion, praise him. Mine's next. You just got a new car, praise him. Mine's next. You, you happy? I'm happy too. Rejoice with them that are rejoicing. See, love doesn't get jealous. And that works either way, which means you don't get jealous of me. I don't get jealous with you because there's love. And so because there's love, we want to both see each other succeed. Touch your neighbor say, I want to see you do well. Paul goes on. He says, love isn't a braggart or a show off. I always know when a marriage is about to end. Bishop, how do you know? Because they're walking around telling everybody how much they love their spouse. I know it's good. I know to preach. 
Whenever somebody has to go around, y'all talking about what you're going to eat for lunch. Oh, I just love my wife. You might as well say, you better go see Bishop now because this is over and you two the only ones that don't know it. I just love my husband. Child, we talking about vacuuming. I don't know what in the world you talking about that for. Love isn't a braggart or a show So love doesn't, I made my husband this and this. I did this for my wife. I did this. Look at what I did. My love is just like, I did it. You got that rose for your wife? Oh, yeah, I was like, rose. No, not like rose to eat. I was like, oh, yeah, he went to Black Eyed Pea and got some rose. No. <laughs> you got that for your husband? You, you did that for your child? You did that for someone? Love doesn't come in and say, everybody look at what I just did. I'm great, aren't I? I know. Thanks. Believe me. Believe me. It's phenomenal. <laughs> All right. Love isn't arrogant. It means love doesn't think it's better than people. Different, but it doesn't think it's better than. Okay, watch this. Love isn't disgraceful. Now, I want to break this down. Say disgrace. If we were to break that word down from an etymological standpoint, disgrace, this would be a modern colloquialism, which means to do wrong by something. So to disgrace, which means, watch this. When I'm kind to you, and I give you grace you don't deserve. Love doesn't diss that grace I gave you you didn't deserve. So if I lent you some money, okay, y'all ain't gonna say nothing. And I said I need it back on the 15th. Love doesn't disappear from the 15th through the 20th and then call back on the 21st like, oh, hey. No, don't you oh, hey me. You diss my grace. All right, watch this. Love isn't self-centered. What's in it for me? Love, watch this, Paul says, it does, I'm summarizing what he said in 1 Corinthians 13. It doesn't jab to cause hurt nor, or anger, nor is it easily jabbed. See, let's watch this. Sometimes some of the stuff we say to people, we're jabbing. And sometimes we want to fight. And when they don't respond, you keep jabbing. Okay, y'all going to look at me. This whole section of the church has just been very quiet, the whole message. Okay, what I said, sometimes when we're mad at people, we jab. Okay, any former jabbers, thank you for your honesty. And you jab, and, and they'd be like, well, you know, and then you'd be like, huh, they're not worked up? So what I'm trying to figure out, though, is, well, you know, huh, but Bishop Show did preach today that some people just ain't loyal. Jab, jab, jab. Jab, jab. I keep jabbing you until I make you hurt or get you angry. That's not love. Check it out, though. Paul also says love isn't easily jab, which means when you can see somebody jabbing, you can say, clearly I see you just won't fight. I'm not doing that. So you call me when you're done with all that, okay? Night, night. Be encouraged. Keep God first. Love is fully committed, not just visually compliant. Love is all in. Say, love is all in. See, which is why you have to stop making decisions about people that you say you love within the first 90 days of knowing them. Because in the first 90 days, psychology teaches us that your mind doesn't process things properly. But that's normally with most people, even in friendships, even in different interactions. We'll be talking about you love somebody, you can talk to them four times on the phone. We have so much in common. They read, I can read. They like Nacho Bell Grandes. I like Nacho Bell Grandes. (laughs) 
They like green. I like green. Well, I like lime green, but they like uh, winter green. But, you know, it's still in the family of green. Life. Zoe. <laughs> like, okay, look. Wait until the new car smell wears off before you start saying what you're not prepared to show. It's quiet in the church. All right, watch this, watch this. Say it's all in. See, but it's difficult to be all in when you don't know all of them. So you gotta be careful when you say it to folks just to be saying it. Because we don't know everything that you're loving. That's like buying something and you don't know all of what you bought. Even with friends, you'd be like, I just love my friends so much, but you don't know that they're a two-timer. You know, they like Ebony. They use what they got to get what they want. Some of y'all don't know. Some of y'all know. I should have said that for the 11.15. Y'all don't know about that at the 9.15. Don't worry about what I was talking about. Just stay, stay focused on Jesus. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. Love forgives. Love forgives. Bishop, what do you mean forgives? Challenges. This is probably my most favorite part of the message, okay? Challenges with someone don't always mean it's time to cancel someone. Because a challenge is a, in a relationship is a chance to upgrade a relationship if you love them. But you only upgrade with who's willing to upgrade with you. Otherwise, you'll resent them. Back it up. Challenges with someone don't always mean it's time to cancel someone. Yeah, one problem with somebody, ah, I'm done. Then you didn't love, you just liked. One challenge? No. A challenge in a relationship of any type is a chance to upgrade a relationship if you love them. But you watch this. Proof that you don't love them is you're not willing to take the risk to upgrade. But watch this. But you only upgrade with people that are willing to upgrade with you. Otherwise, you'll resent them. So watch this. We got a challenge. So I'm going to upgrade. You're going to upgrade. I'm going to evolve. We're going to evolve. Friends, lovers, whatever. We got to upgrade. We got to evolve. But now here's the deal. If I'm the only one doing the evolving, ain't going to be no evolution. None of this. Why? Because I'm going to hate you if you don't evolve with me. So the best thing for me to do is say, you're good, but you're not the right fit for my life. You're a great person. You're just not the right friend for me. You're a great person. You're not the right spouse for me. Because if I evolve and you don't, I'm going to resent you. Let's prove it. You ever have folk where, watch this, you say, we just grew apart. Here's why. One grew, the other didn't. So now you resent them for not growing with you. It's quiet in the church. Love talks, it doesn't throw tantrums. I'm almost done. And I know what some of you are saying, that's right, Bishop, you talk about all these tantrum throwers. What about you spontaneous criers? I know about those of us that throw phones and stuff. Used to. Praise him. I've been delivered. I ain't done that in years. Partly because I ain't got to wait on the shipping time for the new phone to get here. So I had a very pragmatic reason for that. I'm being funny. Now watch this, church. Watch this. When you, when you get emotional, see, emotions are about gaining control. So watch this. When you feel like you lose control, I'm just going to cry. And here's why you do that. I got to let you in on something, spontaneous criers. It means that's your means of manipulation. 
You want control, so you cry, so now they stop addressing the issue. See, if I cry, you won't say, <laughs> well, no, we need to talk about this, so wipe them tears, dry your eyes, because we finna talk. Anybody got time for all that? Step out and come back when you're done with all that. But here's the objectivity of crying. If I cry or get emotional or even throw a tantrum, it's so I get control. Now we don't have to address the issue. Now we don't have to talk about what's really wrong because the truth be told is when we start talking about what's really wrong, I feel like I'm losing control. But the reality is what that's really revealing is my love is insufficient. Because if it was really love, I wouldn't need control. It's quiet up in the church. All right, watch this, watch this. I'm about to close. Touch your neighbor say he's getting ready to close. Love is a communicator. doesn't just cry and complain. How is it all your friends know about the issues with your one friend except that friend? Married folk, how is it all your family know about the issues with your spouse but your spouse? And then you get mad when folk don't like your spouse when they come around, but you didn't told your family all the issues and all the stuff. You forgave them, but they still mad at them. Y'all not saying nothing. So everybody's sitting up at Thanksgiving with an attitude with Joe because you didn't call Joe everything but a child of God when he ain't there, and now you didn't made good with Joe. Like, why is everybody treating? Why is everyone treating Joe like this? And I, if Joe's your name, it's just the name I picked. Why is everyone treating Joe like this? Because you told us Joe's a lie, he's a cheat, he's a thief, a heartbreaker, a deceiver. Love don't live here no more. You said all this stuff about Joe, and now, now you wonder why everybody got an attitude with Joe. Joe come around, folks don't even speak to Joe. My, 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 my CCP people know what that is. You can't show it. So you, Joe, I just want you to know if there's any more problems. You don't want no problems with me, Joe, okay? And you said that stuff out of emotionalism. You didn't even know it to be true. You were just mad. It's quiet in the church. All right, all right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Love asks questions for clarity. It doesn't make assumptions. See, when you love, you'll be like, hmm, okay. Now, I see that, um, okay, everybody else's stuff is done, but mine. Now, here's, watch this. Here's what hate does. <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about. I go to work. I come home. I'm a good man. And I can't even have my clothes laid out. She laid their clothes out, laid her clothes out, and my stuff ain't laid out. See, this is why, Lord, it's time for evolution. Lord, it's time for change. You assumed, which is just above stupid. Assumption is the lowest form of intelligence, just above stupidity. When all you have to do is say, hey, uh, baby, let me ask you something. Um, is, uh, did I miss my stuff? Oh, sure, I bought this new valet that's upstairs and all your stuff is on the valet. I wanted you to see it. I was trying to surprise you. But now you didn't made assumptions, got mad, started asking God to give you a change when all you needed to do was ask a question. Sometimes things die because of lies. All 
you needed to do was ask a question. And things die because of lies. You didn't even know that to be true. Anybody ever had somebody quit you from something they didn't know to be true? Somebody drop you because something they didn't know to be true? And then what hurt you about it is like, well, you didn't even ask me. Like, at least give me the opportunity to lie. No, I say that, but let's just be honest. At least ask me. And by me, I don't mean me literally. I mean, you okay? At least ask. At least give the opportunity for discussion. No, you didn't conclude it. Went to God about it. Closed the book on it. All based on, well, this is just what I feel. Well, you felt like Chinese food this morning. By the time you leave church, you're going to feel like some good barbecue. And by the time you get to the barbecue spot, you're going to say, nah, I just want a taco. You went from Chinese to barbecue to tacos. Why? Feelings change. Here, let me close this out. Uh, watch this. Uh, uh, love isn't glad when people you love are hurting. Okay? Love is honest. All right? Come on. It's, oh, I got one more, and then I'm closing this out. Touch your neighbor, and he's getting ready to close. Love is honest. Now, here's the truth about honesty. Honesty hurts. Only when, watch this, only when you don't understand love. When you understand love, honesty is a gift. Wouldn't you want somebody that loves you to tell you, hey, go have two more of those mints? Versus, oh, see, see how quiet it got in the church? Like, that's rude. No, it's rude to let them go talk to everybody else knowing that they got stankling going on. That, that's rude. Honesty's a gift, church. Touch your neighbor, say it's a gift. <laughs> yeah, see, honesty's a gift when you understand love. When you don't understand love, I can't believe you said that to me. Because here's what we think love means. That means you accept and agree with every action I do. That's not love. Love sometimes will say, come here, babe. You are fool. This whole thing is not going to work. When it fails, I'll be here. Well, you should just support me. I can't support foolery. That walks like a duck that quacks like a duck, has a sign on the shirt that say, I'm a duck. They the only one that don't know it. Love is honest, and honesty only hurts when you don't understand that love makes honesty a gift. So honesty says, you know what? Uh, have you ever looked at it this way? Have you ever, see, and say, sometimes the way you communicate honest things, you have to, you have to change how you give the information. Because see, see, when you go in, uh, uh, making accusations, people stop listening. People get in defense mode. So sometimes, to be honest, you have to ask questions. So you have to ask yourself, well, you know, did you really fully vet that deal? I mean, so, okay, so tell me what you looked at. Did you do this? Did you do this? Oh, okay. Sometimes you have to ask questions, and you can't ask questions like this with an accusatory tone. All the men said, All the men said, Y'all know what I mean, accusatory tone. And again, this is every relationship type. You know certain questions have an accusatory tone. Ah, uh, huh. 
Okay, we already, it's already for the go down now. It's already. Look, okay, we already for the head that you already started or we already, if it's already for to be some trouble. Are you here, church? See, love is honest. That doesn't mean it accepts nor agrees every action you take. Love has the ability to be honest with you and ask the questions that are tough questions that you maybe don't want to answer. Maybe it was you. Maybe it wasn't them. Love says, listen, have you ever looked at this like that? Have you ever looked at that? That's real love. Most of us, though, when people give us real love like that because we've not been shown that that's the way love goes, what we do is be like, so-and-so is just against me. They don't want me to be happy. Spirit trying to rise up against me. Take glory to God. I just don't know why everybody's hating on me. Ain't nobody hating. They're trying to help you because you're about to step off a ledge and don't know it. Which brings me to my last point, and I'm getting ready to close. Love fixes breaches fast. Because you don't want to be a day late nor a dollar short. Love fixes breaches fast. What's your breach, Bishop? Hurt, injury, or an issue. So when we got an issue and I say I love you, it's not waiting until Thursday to talk about it. Today's Sunday. Which means the Bible says, don't let the sun go down with that breach, with that anger, with that issue not being resolved. Which means, watch this, wouldn't it be awful if tonight was the night your soul was required of you? And I was mad about the fact that you didn't make my steak the way I asked you to. Wouldn't it be awful if tonight was the night that your clock expired. The Bible says that it's appointed unto man to die once and then the judgment, which means according to heaven, watch this, we count up, but heaven counts down. There's a predetermined amount of days that God has determined that you need in the earth to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Wouldn't it be a shame if somebody's soul was required and you let a breach go on? I just need time to think about it. That's your problem. It takes you four days to think about what I'll take four minutes. Preach, Bishop. Love fixes breaches fast. So love says, you know what? Um, 20 minutes ago, the way I said that, I could have said that differently. I, I shouldn't handle it that way. Yeah. Rather than, you know what? I just was going to wait four days. And then because I just wanted to just, you know, I just wanted to do. No. Love, the Apostle Paul summarized in 1 Corinthians 13, it fixes breaches fast. Because it doesn't want to be a day late nor a dollar short. Only with people you say you love. Now, that doesn't mean people you don't say that you love, that you don't fix breaches. It means if I say I love you, proof of that love is, hey, listen, hey, 15 minutes ago, that conversation went a little left. So um, this is what I did. And if they don't take no responsibility for what they did, be like, oh, okay. Well, this is what you did. <laughs> and whether you want to own that or not, that's on you. But I will not go to, watch this church, I will not close my eyes and go to sleep tonight until every breach is fixed with everybody I say I love. Because if tonight's the night that somebody's soul is required of them, I don't want to be a day late and a dollar short. Talking about, I wish I would have called them back. They gone. When you could have fixed the breach. See, when you think about love that way, a lot of stuff you've been mad about, you just drop. 
Think about it that way. Think about loving the people you say you love, fixing every breach immediately so that you never go into a new day with a yesterday's breach. So here's your next steps from the message, church. Watch this. I know I didn't shout you too much, but did you get the lesson? No, no, watch this. Watch this. When I say shout you, I know you didn't stand up and run around church and all that. We'll do that in a minute. Here's the next step. They said, what do you mean next step? I've been giving you these in the last several messages so that there's one next step you can take from the message. Sometimes if there's an abundance of information, there's a scarcity of attention, which means if there's not one clear next step, sometimes like, that's, that's good, that's good, that's good, but you don't know what to do with what was good. So that's why I give you next steps. Here's your next steps. Evaluate where you've been wrong about love and correct it now. Super simple, right? Super simple, right? Evaluate not where folk have been wrong, where you've been wrong. This morning while I was driving into church, I had revelation of something. And I said, Lord, you know what? I own all of that. I said, Lord, I own all of that. I said, for, for some time, I've been mad at this and that and this and this and this and that. And I said, Lord, in this particular situation, I said, Lord, I own that. I said, because I just finally got a revelation that the reality is the only reason that happened is because of me. I said, so I own that. So sometimes the place you got to fix the breaches are with you. Own the fact that, watch this, single folk, that sometimes your picking is bad because you're lonely. And it's not that you're really lonely. Really, you're bored. It's quiet in the church. When you're bored, you look for projects. It's quiet in the church. When you're bored, you look for projects. Something easy, you don't want that. You look for the worst you can find. Be like, got me a new project. And then complain about the project you picked. I got close. The next step, church, next step for us, say I'm evolving my love. It's to evaluate where we've been wrong about love in the past and then correct it. Well, how do I evaluate it? Juxtaposed or against what we just learned. How do we correct it? Doing the antithesis of whatever we've been doing. So if you've not been patient with people you say you love, be patient. Got it? If you got some breaches with some folk right now you say you love, fix them. Fix them. If it's somebody in this auditorium right now you got a breach with, fix it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. As soon as I see him on work night, do it today. Got it? Lay your hands on yourself. Say, Lord, I'm learning to love better. I'm a work in progress. I'm an evolution. Thank you for your grace in this evolution process. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.